past and present podcast it's december 24th 2021 and this is episode 78 i'm your host stanford clark and i'm podcasting from the crossroads of the west in beautiful salt lake city utah just like my blog moviespastandpresent.com i'll be providing recommendations commentary and reviews about current and classic cinema thanks for tuning in and let's do this thing Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. While there are no new movies of note at the moment, you've probably seen that the latest uh, Spider-Man film, Spider-Man No Way Home, is really doing great at the worldwide box office. Um, and you also might have seen that Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is not. Uh, I typically don't like to comment much about box office returns on the podcast, and I'm really not trying to compare Spider-Man to West Side Story or anything like that. But uh, I guess just some just some perspective, and maybe maybe just throwing out uh, some hope, <laughs> maybe just hope for me. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I think it's actually a very good thing that Spider Man is just killing it at the box office because people are going to the movies now. We'll see what happens with some of this Omicron uh, stuff, and and uh, there's still you know we're still uh, fighting. COVID and that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I wear a mask every time I go to the movies and I think they're still doing a good job keeping the theaters clean and holy smokes, when I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home last week, the theater was packed. It's, you know, I think I might've mentioned it's, it's, it was the most crowded I've, I've seen a theater, uh, in the last, you know, 18 plus months. So, uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad it's doing well. It's really a fun film. And if you like Spider-Man and if you like these Marvel movies, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll have a really good time. Um, I think you and your family will have a great time seeing this. Uh, Regarding West Side Story, you know, musicals just seem to be overall kind of a hard sell. And and, uh, I don't know if that's that's part of it. You know, I'm reminded that, that this past summer in The Heights, which was, I thought, a very good... Uh, film, uh, including, you know, having it boy, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, you know, be being behind it. Uh, it didn't do all well the box office either. So maybe, maybe there's just, you know, people just aren't, they're just, they just want superheroes rather than musicals. However, I'm also reminded that not too long ago, there was that musical, the greatest showman, you know, that starred Hugh Jackman, uh, it didn't just slay at the box office initially, but with word of mouth and with people really liking the movie over time, it did incredibly well. Uh, so, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. And it might not even be until maybe award season when West Side Story kicks in, if it really does kick in. Um, it's still really my favorite movie of 2021. I'll, I'll have a complete. Uh, list in my in the next uh, edition of this podcast, but or next episode of this podcast of my of my top ten of twenty twenty one. But 
West Side Story, you know, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> will be at number one. Uh, it's a, just an absolutely magnificent film. So anyway, who can who can predict this stuff? Uh, you know, I just wish uh, I just wish everybody happy and I hope that, uh, uh, you know, people will go see these movies and that, you know, and that quality quality will out. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, there are not a lot of, uh, as I mentioned, not a lot of new movies to talk about. So I want to talk about uh, classic cinema corner and, and a couple of things regarding Turner classic movies. So, uh, Turner classic movies, uh, as you know, as you probably heard me talk about it, uh, pretty much every year, with the exception of a 20, you know, 2020 was weird, but it was weird for all of us. Right. Uh, they, they have a big screen classic series. They call it where once a month they will put a classic movie on the big screen. Uh, they usually play it, uh, for a couple on a couple of different days. And, uh, it just is a chance to see a really good old movie, uh, in the theater they they typically provide some kind of historical context, uh, and it's usually their primetime host Ben Mankiewicz who who gives it. But it's just uh, you know it's just one of my you know favorite things and something that I look forward to uh, every month. So uh, they've the twelve films they've listed for the uh, for the uh, lineup next year. Are out on their at us at on the fathomevents.com slash TCM website. I've got links to this on the podcast notes on my blog. And I'll I'll give you these uh films and then also I've got I've got the names and the links and everything so you can see again what day these films are playing and uh and also check if they're playing at a theater near you. So which I hope they are and, and I hope that you'll go. So first up in January is is Casablanca, which is one of you know my, one of my all time favorites. It's the 80th anniversary of this film. It came out in 1942. Um, one one thing that's interesting too about these TCM classics, their big screen classic series, they typically honor some kind of an anniversary, um, you know, uh, of the film, whether it's uh, on a on a certain decade or maybe like um, like on the 45th or the 75th or something like that. So I'll. I'll be I'll be uh, mentioning those. So, but anyway, the year's going to start off great with with Casablanca, um, January twenty third and twenty sixth. That's when that's playing. Next up in February is Lady Sings the Blues, um, which is celebrating its fiftieth anniversary. Uh, this is a a biopic about uh, the singer Billie Holiday, and it was uh, Billie Holiday in this film was played by Diana Ross, and it's. It's a very dramatic film, as I recall, a very sad film. Um, I, you know, just because just because of the kind of tragic life of this uh, of this care of this you know of 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 Billy Holiday. But uh, anyway, but a good film, and so that's playing February twentieth and twenty third. In March, we've got The Quiet Man, which is celebrating his seventieth anniversary. This is that great movie directed by John Ford, starring. Uh, uh, John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara. I really love, I love The Quiet Man. Uh, that's going to be March 13th and 17th. And as I mentioned, no need to write all these down because I've got them all on the, on the podcast notes on my blog. Uh, Singing in the Rain is going to be April's film. 
And I can't wait to see that. I never, never miss an opportunity to see it on the big screen. Uh, it's celebrating its 70th anniversary. Isn't that something? Um, that's going to be April 10th and 13th. Uh, next up is Smokey and the Bandit with Burt Reynolds and Sally Field and Jackie Gleason. And uh, it's celebrating its 45th anniversary. It came out in 1977. It's going to be playing May 29th. June 1st and June 2nd. It gets some of these movies, they get three days, uh, which I, I think is the movies that are, are uh, a little extra popular. Uh, this will probably be one of them. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this on the big screen. I probably saw this movie on the big screen as a kid. And so anyway, that'll be fun to see it again. See that, uh, see that firebird, that, uh, that Pontiac, that Pontiac Trans Am, <laughs> that Burt Reynolds drives. Uh, this is an interesting choice for June. It's whatever happened to baby Jane. This, this is a 1962 film. This is that super creepy film with Betty Davis and Joan Crawford who play these codependent sisters that are in a, in a really horrible relationship. It's a good film. I've no, I've never seen it on the big screen. I've only seen it, uh, um, you know, actually only seen it on Turner classic movies on TV. Uh, so, We'll see if I go to this one on the big screen because it's so creepy. But uh, but anyway, celebrating your 60th anniversary. And uh, and if you've never seen it, you really should. Uh, next up in July is Cabaret, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary screening. I just recently rewatched Cabaret as part of my must-see musicals project that I that I just completed up here in, in – uh, 2021 um i've got information about that on in the on my blog too at moviespastandpresent.com if you want to check out some of those musty musicals entries uh and, and learn more about that. that's a it's a very good viewing guide i'd highly recommend it but uh cabaret is is really uh, i think quite a remarkable film you know it's a film adaptation of the of the of the broadway play it stars liza minnelli it was directed by bob fosse and and it's it's a it's really a, a terrific work of art. So so that's playing July seventeenth and twentieth. Uh, now for something completely different, uh, we've got uh, the Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. It's the director's cut. This is this is cel- this movie celebrating its fortieth anniversary, and it's going to be playing September fourth, fifth, and eighth. This is my this is my favorite Star Trek film, and uh, I've seen I, I saw it on the big screen not too long ago. Uh, it wasn't part of the TCM thing, but I'm glad that it is. And uh, this is the director's cut, and I've got to do my homework. I'm not sure exactly what is different in the director's cut uh, than just in you know kind of the normal. Uh, version of it, but it's it is if you're into if you're into Star Trek at all, of course you know that this is just an absolutely outstanding film. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, of course, closer to Halloween, we've got to have some scary stuff. Although this is a month away, it's this is in September again, late September, but it's uh, Poltergeist, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary. It's playing September 25th, 26th, and 28th again, one of those three day, three day ones. Uh, Poltergeist is super creepy. Uh, I don't know if you've you've seen it, but well done. And 
and it should be fun to see on the big screen. In October is is an interesting choice, and I'm thrilled about it. It's In the Heat of the Night, uh, the 1967 film starring Sidney Poitier. Uh, it's it's uh, going to be playing October 16th and 19th. Uh, this is a poignant, uh, excellent film, and probably one of the best films ever I've seen that uh, that tackles the topic of racism, and and uh, uh, just can't recommend it enough. And wow, to be able to see it on the big screen, I'm excited about that. Uh, all right, last two movies of the series. Uh, it's the 60th anniversary screening of To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, speaking of racism, that is another absolutely brilliant film. Of course, it's based on the brilliant book. And uh, this movie stars Gregory Peck. It's playing November 13th and 16th. Highly recommended. I'm very excited to, to see that again. And uh, at the end of the year... They, uh, they're going to be playing It's a Wonderful Life. You know, the, the, the classic Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart. And I, uh, I'm really happy about that. I know that it's, it's, it's something that's always played on TV. I think it's always played on NBC, if I'm not mistaken. And that NBC has had, like, the rights to this in perpetuity. So I don't know how they were able to arrange to get this uh, on the big screen, but it's great. It's going to be playing December 18th and 21st. So, uh, again, lots lots of great movies to look forward to on the big screen, thanks to Turner uh, Classic Movies, uh, again, in conjunction with Fathom Events. Uh, you can, again, I've got links to this on the podcast notes on my blog, and you can go to fathomevents.com slash TCM and uh, see this full schedule as well. Uh, also, while we're on the topic of TCM, just wanted to remind everybody that the TC, TCM Classic Film Festival is back on for 2022. These last two years, because of the pandemic, they have not held this film festival. So they're feeling like they can do it, and we'll see if they can. <laughs> I bought my ticket, so fingers crossed that uh, that it's, it's going to work. But uh, the dates of this film festival are April 21st through 24th, uh, again in 2022. This film festival takes place in Hollywood, California. It's based at the, at the TCL Chinese Theater, which is one of you know my all-time favorite movie venues ever. Uh, and then it's at some other theaters that are in the in proximity to it, including the multiplex, which is just literally right next door. Um, the, it's the it's the, the it's the TCL uh, Chinese Theater Theater uh, Six, I think they call it. Um, anyway, um, this this film festival is 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 so fantastic. TCM brings in such interesting films, and each one is introduced by. Uh, somebody who either worked on it or a film historian or, or somebody interesting and knowledgeable. And, uh, it's, it's, it's classic movie heaven. So let's hope that they, let's hope that it's going to continue. Uh, select passes are still available online. And for more information, uh, visit tcm.com slash festival. 
I've got links to this also in the podcast notes on my blog. Disney Animation Studios is celebrating its 60th full-length feature film. Um, the film is Encanto, and it's playing currently in theaters, and it also is making its debut on the Disney Plus streaming services today. So Merry Christmas to all of us from Disney. <laughs> uh, this movie is delightful. I hope you've had a chance to see it, and if you haven't, uh, now you can watch it on Disney Plus. Um, but it is, it's, it's a charming film set in, uh, the country of Colombia in South America. And it's a fantasy film, but it's about a family, a, a family, a human family that is gifted this magical house. And also each member of this family is gifted as a special magical gift. Uh, for example, um, there's this, it's an extended family. They've got uh, the mother, or they call her now the abuela, the grandmother, who's got three children. And then each, you know, each of these children, or, you know, uh, there's like the family tree, right? So just for example, one of these families, uh, one of the daughters has uh, unlimited strength. And literally, you know, she can lift up buildings <laughs> like superman strength <laughs> uh, another one of these daughters is uh given the given the gift of creating beauty and she uses it basically just to 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 uh grow flowers uh everywhere every, you know everywhere she touches and then uh the main character of this film her name is mirabella or mirabelle sorry mirabelle uh mirabelle uh doesn't get a gift when it's her age to get the gift. And that's what really sets the, the, the plot going, uh, on this film. Uh, it's got, it's a musical. It's got, uh, really great songs by Lynn Manuel Miranda and stunning animation and really kind of an unexpected, but really happy plot line. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect. I could, frankly thought it, it was not, it was very different from, from what, from what I expected. Uh, and I think that's one of the things I like often about, you know, it's interesting because sometimes these Disney animated films, you know, this in this catalog of 60 uh, are very formulaic and other times they're surprising. And this one, I thought this one was surprising and, and I loved it. So I hope you'll, I hope you'll watch Encanto. Uh, again, you might still be able to catch it in theaters, but definitely you can catch it on Disney Plus starting today. Uh, I have ranked all 60 of these uh, animated films from, from Walt Disney Animation Studios, and I put them in the podcast notes on my blog, and I'm not going to go over this complete list because I don't wish to bore you to death. But uh, I think of note is... is uh, Again, this uh, Walt Disney started making films, and he was working. He did short animated shorts uh, in 1923. 
he that's when that's when he and his brother Roy established their their film studio in in uh, Los Angeles. And uh in 1937 is when uh their first full-length animated motion picture which was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was released. And so again there have been 60 of uh, of these of these uh films created for years, the the, the uh, this division was known also as Walt Disney Feature Animation. Uh, Disney has got a lot, you know, different types of animation going on. They've got television animation, so they you know they're their own division. Um, there's been a kind of an animated sequel division, uh, technically known as or formerly known as Disney Toon Studios. Uh, that's no longer, but it, but anyway, they, there's been a lot of there's a, a lot of animation going on at Disney in different forms. My favorite is the stuff that comes from Walt Disney Animation Studios. You know that it's from Walt Disney Animation Studio Studios because nowadays they brand it as such. You know, they put that at the beginning of the film, kind of as part of the title card of the film. Um, and then also you can just refer to this list <laughs> I put out there. Uh, but again, the first one, the first one was Snow White, and which is still really, which is one of the all-time best. It's 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 really hard. It's really hard to beat Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But they've made so many. They've made so many great films over the years. You know, ranking them actually was hard for me to do because there there's probably about thirty of them that I just love, and. While the ones that I picked that are at the top, I think are definitely the you know again my favorite favorite. There's still this group which is really great. And then there's kind of this middle group, which is just kind of they're just the movies are just kind of so so for me. Uh, one thing that's constant though is that the art and you know the animation art, to my taste, is always on point. It's always beautiful, and and it's interesting to look at. And always just at the, like, the top of the form of what they're trying to do, you know, within the certain, you know, stylistic elements and things that, and the approaches that they're taking. But um, then there's just a handful that are just really bad. So I'm going to read you my bottom five. And then I'm going to go over briefly my, my top ten. But you can see the full list. But this is just in honor of the six the, the 60 films that uh, I love have made a big difference in my life. And I hope that these are films that you enjoy too. And I really would love to talk with you sometime about, about you, how, how would you rank them or uh, anyway. So you'll, you know, you'd have to let me know. So uh, I'm, I'll start at number 56 for me. Uh, number 56, I've got brother bear, which is from 2003. It's that horribly sad film about the, the man who's, uh, who, uh, uh, whose brother gets killed by a bear, and then this man turns around and kills the bear that killed his brother, and then the gods turn him into a bear, so he can learn to walk in another's footsteps. And it's got music by Phil Collins, and I actually you know really like Phil Collins, but there's just something about this movie that just uh, it could be just that it's so sad, but also I just think it stinks. Um, at 57 is Chicken Little, uh, which came out in 2005. It was Disney's attempt to is their first film that they completely did uh, on their own with computer generated animation or you know 3D animation, and 
they were trying. It's just, it's really a busy film. It's got, of course, the Chicken Little storyline, which is, you know, the sky is falling. And it turns out that the sky is falling, but it's pieces off of an alien spaceship. I'm not kidding. And so it turns into like the space alien movie. And, um, and then also Chicken Little's got all this drama going on at home with, you know, with the relationship with his dad, who's a single father. And you just think, really? Um, and the animation is not terrible. At least I, I mean, I don't think it's terrible. In fact, in fact, in some ways, I think there's a lot of fun stuff that they do trying to make the the uh, 3D an, or the computer animation kind of do a squash and stretch, which is a hallmark of, 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 of really great 2D animation. But, wow, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a painful film to watch. Number 58 is Home on the Range, which is from 2004. So this came out the year before Chicken Little, and it was touted as like the... the um, last hand-drawn animated film from disney and it's too bad that if that i mean that's you know that's we know that's not necessarily the case but wowza it's a lousy film uh it's an animated western and it's about these three dairy cows who who venture off to try to save their human owner's land who's who's uh who's getting kicked off of it these three cows are voiced by roseanne barr judy dench and jennifer tilly and if you could pick three people that I mean, I know that they were trying to create very separate characters for these dairy cows, but wow, it just there's no chemistry, there's no magic, there's no fun, and everything that they tried to do to kind of make it fun, I think just really falls flat on its face. It's it's, and the animation again isn't terrible. It's quite stylized, and and and, and there's a lot about the animation that I like, but oh, can't stand this film. Number fifty nine is Dinosaur which came out in 2000, as you may recall, and hopefully you've, you know, well, actually maybe not hopefully because it's so terrible, but if you've seen it, uh, they used computer-generated imagery for the dinosaur characters, and these are talking dinosaurs, and it's like kind of a more realistic-looking land before time. We'll, just, we'll put it that way, you know. And then because, and the realism, a lot of it comes because they used actual photographed backgrounds, so, like, they film stuff in, you know, in Hawaii and different and places where they use, they use actual, you know, real backgrounds and then, and then inserted these CGI talking dinosaurs. Um, it's so stupid. And, and, and uh, what might be kind of, you know, again, kind of interesting, it just, I just found it to be monochromatic and monotone and, and just a whole lot of blah. Um, for me, the worst film that that Disney's put out, or Walt Disney Animation Studios, is The Black Cauldron, which came out in 1985, which again is a bummer. Disney was trying to do something really different, um, and uh, it just it just it was like kind of at the at the very low point of of uh, of the history of the studio, or, or, or close to it, and. Uh, the film's a real, it's a real dog in case you've ever seen it. So let's, let's talk about something more positive. My top 10. And I, these are just, I'm just giving you these just hopefully, uh, films that will, you'll, you'll recall and you'll be happier or you'll maybe want to want to, uh, experience them. They're all available to watch on Disney plus. And, uh, uh, you know, I think, I think that these are all very representative of, of the best that the studio has to offer. I think others might rank some of the other films uh, higher, 
you know, for example, you know, Pinocchio, which is considered by many one of the all-time best films Disney has made, and I would concur in that, you know, technically it's a it's it's a marvel. It's just not necessarily a film that I really love. So so this 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 list is just couldn't be more subjective. <laughs> um, but uh, at number ten, I've got Tangled, which is from two thousand and ten. Finally, as I was ripping on Chicken Little, finally, I think with Tangled, Disney figured out how to make a computer generated film, particularly a fairy tale. And and uh, this film's a delight. It's got great music uh, from Alan Menken in it, and uh, great story. You know, it's 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 the story of Rapunzel, and it's been Disneyfied, so it's it's changed, you know, from the source material. But uh, I I love Tangled, and and uh, they I thought they did a, a bang up job. At number nine, this is a very sentimental favorite. Uh, I mean, I guess technically all of these are, but I've got the Rescuers from 1977. This is. A, a delightful film about two two uh, mice, Bernard and Miss Bianca, who are voiced by Bob Newhart and Ava Gabor, and they're part of this mouse group called the Rescue Aid Society, which is where mice go and help humans in need, and uh, they they. Uh, Go help uh, a little orphan girl who has been kidnapped by this rotten lady who's who sends her down into this well every day to try to get this diamond. She needed to, she just needs a small person, you know, the size of a small girl to go get this very large diamond that's part of a pirate, uh, you know, bounty or something that's that's, that's buried. But anyway, it's. It's so delightful, and I, I think one of the reasons I love it is because uh, I love the concept of, of uh, from small things come can come great, can come great things or great outcomes. And uh, anyway, delightful film. Number eight, I've got 101 Dalmatians. Uh, this came out in 1961. And again, this was a childhood favorite, but it's, it's, it's so, uh, so fun, such a great adventure. The dogs are adorable. Cruella Deville is one of the best villains ever, and uh, very, very satisfying, action-packed film. I love it, and also really this. Uh, at number seven, I have Sleeping Beauty, which was the previous film from 1959, and 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 uh, just a quick note of comparison between these two. Sleeping Beauty is one of the most. Uh, Intricately drawn films, really, of all the Disney of all the of all these films from Walt Disney Animation Studios, and it cost Disney a fortune, and it didn't do very well at the box office. So, so uh, One Hundred One Dalmatians, in a way, was kind of an a, um, the opposite in that they went for a much simpler design, and also they used they were using. Uh, Xerox technology to uh, copy the the dogs and the dots on these Dalmatians, which saved them a lot of time and money in the production. Um, but you know it's interesting. So Sleeping Beauty just couldn't be more elegant and wonderful. And 101 Dalmatians is an absolute delight, and part of it because of its you know because of its simplicity. 
and the, it's flat style, which is very stylistic, but I think it really works in the context, and I, and, and I love it. Number, number six for me is Aladdin from 1992. Um, I uh, just adore this film. Uh, it's, I think it's, it's just so funny. Robin Williams is the genie, is brilliant. Uh, and uh, it's just, it's, it's such a great, the, again, great, great music, great, uh, great, great, great. So hopefully you've had a chance to see uh, Aladdin at some point in your life. Uh, uh, highly, highly recommend it. At number five, I've got the one that started it all. And really, I, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, I almost wanted to put this at number one because I still think it's one of the finest films out of Disney, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937. Uh, I just still, I, I, I'm in awe of how, of how beautiful the animation is, how great the songs are, how, how much emotion they pull out of this film. I mean, spoiler alert, when Snow White, you know, bites the apple and is in, and is in kind of her, whatever you call it, coma, I don't know. Uh, you know, and the dwarfs are all around her crying. Um, I mean, that gets me every time. And I just think that's just, just the way it's animated is, is, is so masterful. It was, it's really, it's, you know, it's a masterpiece. At number four, it was a childhood favorite. It's Peter Pan from 1953. I, I I loved this this film as a child, and I had the storybook, and I had kind of all sorts of stuff and toys and every all this stuff associated with it. And I still, uh, it's still a wonderful film. I enjoy it anytime I get a chance to watch it. Also, Peter Pan's flight or Peter Pan's flight is my favorite ride at um, at Disney parks you know, worldwide. <laughs> I love that ride. Uh, number three is Cinderella, uh, from 1950. And Cinderella, you know, it's interesting. It was Snow White, you know, was the first film, but then Disney went through a lot. The forties were really hard for the Walt Disney studio, uh, mostly because of world war two. Uh, but, uh, Disney was doing awesome, but they they they, had, they dealt with a labor strike. There was a lot a lot of stuff going on, and uh, finally, by by the time you know the, in the late forties, when production started on Cinderella, they were able to get focused again, and and uh, and it shows. I mean, the, the the film the film is is one of the best, and and. Uh, and 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 uh, it was a huge hit too. So uh, number two for me is the Jungle Book from 1967. This really is the film that was probably the one that impacted me the most as a child. Um, you know these Disney films were back in the day before home video, as you may recall. These films were re-released in theaters exclusively about every seven years. So. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I know we had the soundtrack to the Jungle Book, which I'm informed that I listened to a lot as a child. Um, I think maybe much the chagrin of my older siblings. So sorry, Sims, about that. But uh, it uh, it's 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 a it's just a movie that I love, uh, soup to nuts, and uh, you know, I saw it. I saw this. They did a screening of the Jungle Book 
at a Turner Classic Movies Classic Film Festival in Hollywood a few years back. And I believe that Ben Mankiewicz said, you know, this film, this is like 70 minutes of pure joy. And I think that's a great way to describe it. That's the way it is for me. And number one, uh, I've got Beauty and the Beast from 1991. I think that this is the finest uh, film that that they've done at Walt Disney Animation Studios of many, many fine films. But this is the one that really resonates with me. What also I think is is wonderful to know that this is this was the Beauty and the Beast was the first film acknowledged by the Academy of Motion Arts and Pictures. They nominated it for Best Picture, and uh, it didn't win, but it was nominated, and uh, that was pretty pretty impressive. And it's well deserving. And anytime I get a chance to watch it, I I absolutely love it. So anyway, that's my top ten. You're nice to indulge me uh, in this, and I would be very interested to know what your top ten films are. Uh, from from Walt Disney Animation Studios. Uh, again, I've got links to this list in the podcast notes on my blog. And and uh, congratulations to uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios on Encanto, their 60th animated motion picture. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And follow me on Instagram. My handle is at moviespap, as in past and present. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week whether they be from the past or the present. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.